Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. from the Germans. ...into the Christmas period, I watched the Dad's Army movie and it made me laugh continuously because they were hopeless. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this. Are we hopeless Christians? No. Are we going to man up? Yes. Are we going to be strong? Yes. Come on. I'm trying to say this because... Here is an encouraging word from none other than Paul the Apostle. And Paul the Apostle is telling a church, be strong! Be strong! Can you do that? This is the word of God. And this is the word of God speaking to us in every generation. Be strong. Why? Why should we be strong? Well, one good reason is that we've got a new year ahead of us. And the last year and the year before were quite tough years. Especially to do with coronavirus. Never before have we heard such an, a load of, and, and I'm going to say an onslaught. It's been an onslaught. Because Maya and I, we do love to watch the news. And we watch the news every day on the TV. We sit down together, we have our tea, and we watch Fiona Bruce. We watch Sophia Rowworth. We watch all these characters telling us all the news. And we have noticed, for the last 18 months, we've, we've saw all the statistics about people dying with COVID, you know, that the vaccines and we, we, we've heard it all and it's all been doom and gloom I have to say before that it was all about Brexit non-stop but I'm telling you we need as Christians to be strong because sometimes we don't need to hear all of this stuff we do hear maybe we should turn the TV off or, uh, well we do occasionally don't we Right. Anyway, it's the new year. And what will this year behold? What's the next great 
catastrophic event that's going to capture our imaginations for the next year or the next two years. You know? I do not know. And for that reason, and that reason alone, we need to be strong. Or be wise. Yes, be wise, Liam. The Bible informs us, as we study the scriptures, and particularly this passage, the Bible reveals to us that there is a strong adversary. And that adversary is opposed to you, and is opposed to me, and is opposed to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is another reason why we should be strong. Well, another reason why we need to be strong. Well, you probably heard in the past somebody might say to you, or even I might say to you, come on, Paul, could I hear your testimony, right? And Paul might come up here and share his testimony as to becoming a believer. And I might ask Carol. And the thing is, Yes, we've got a testimony as to how we got to know Jesus, but we need a testimony as to how to maintain our walk with Jesus, don't we? It's not just like what happened 20 odd years ago, it's what we're doing today and tomorrow and what we did yesterday. This is our testimony and we should be strong as to maintaining a good testimony, shouldn't we? By way of introduction, I say these things. But the, here is a passage. This man has taught a church five, six chapters about being a Christian, about walking with the Lord and walking in the light and walking in love. And he's using this word, he starts this passage actually with the word finally. Why does he use this word finally? Well, I've got to think about this. Finally means, we look back over the epistle. The epistle is full of rich sayings, the word of God. And we need to look backwards over it and we need to look forward as to what he's going to say because he's, he's basically trying to get our attention. Finally, listen to me. He wants to look back at the rich truths in this epistle. That's what Paul wants to do. And he also is trying to get our attention so that we look forward to the conflicts that you are going to have in your Christian walk. And you will have conflicts. You probably had conflicts over the last year. And it might have knocked you senseless. It might have knocked you sideways. It might have... It might have sent you into a coma, a spiritual coma that you're not sure where you stand with the Lord. So, I want you to consider today these very, very important words. Be strong. Can you do that? Because I think it's very important. This is the first Sunday in the year. And you... And me, let's, put, let's just examine Mayette, right, for example. Dear Mayette achieved something she never ever done before on her birthday. 
she ran a marathon. And when she told me she wanted to run a marathon, I was nervous. I thought, oh dear me, here we go. She's going to try and run 26 miles. She's not a spring chicken. <laughs> you know what a spring chicken is, don't you? But she's not. Mind you, she still tries to be. She took on this, this challenge at 62 years of age. The year before, when she was 61, right? She, made, she set herself another challenge, right? She thought, okay, I'm going to be 61. So what she did, over a, like five or six days, she ran like 60 miles. Is that right? You did, didn't you? 61, 61 miles. Oh, 61 miles! You know, if there's another petrol shortage, maybe I can just leave the car at home and just run to work every day and back, you know? The thing is, you know, you know that these sports personalities, they need a coach. They need somebody to psych them up. These bodybuilders, these muscle men, they need somebody to, to get inside their head. And they might go to a psychologist or someone who's, who understands sports psychology. Because how can these people constantly keep winning all the time? Keep being successful, it's not easy. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton, he, he was winning that Formula One race, wasn't he? He was going to be the eight-time world champion at Formula One. And there was an accident, wasn't there, on the last lap. And, and how the other guy did it was just a complete fluke. But that is enough to depress you, isn't it? He didn't just lose that race, he lost the whole season. And he worked hard at it. And I remember Lewis Hamilton, you know, two months ago, three months ago, he was way behind on points. Way behind, if, if you take an interest in these things. But suddenly, he worked hard to get him to becoming a champion again, and he lost it on that last lap. How do you overcome these things? Well, he's got some coach trying to get inside his head to tell him, put your foot down, Lewis. You know, put the brakes on at the last moment when you're going into a bend. You know what I'm saying, don't you, Steve? Right? Someone is telling him how to drive that car. Paul is telling us how to be overcomers. That's what it's all about. You know, some people, they fall by the wayside. Some people shipwreck their faith. And Paul is trying to say, if you want to be a champion Christian, I'm telling you, this is what you've got to do. Do you want to be an overcomer? Yes, we are, do. Do you want to be a, a survivor? Yes, we do. Listen. The word be strong, it's a military exercise, it's a military uh, word. Every believer, all of us, even Elizabeth, this little baby girl, as she grows up, she's going to become a warrior, a Christian warrior, not a Christian warrior, a warrior, because she is going to be enlisted in the battle. 
and she's got to overcome. And dear old Paul, look at the scriptures. We're in Ephesians 6.10. Let's go to 6.11. He says, put on the full armour of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. That is the devil. And he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. There we go. Paul has revealed that we have an enemy. And this enemy wants to take you out. Yeah, you might be just Carol, who lives in Boxmoor, yes, who likes to come every now and then, or every Sunday, yeah. You might be Jackie, you might be Michael, you might be Annie working in the hospital, but to the devil, to the devil, you are a threat. You're a massive threat. Because where you go, the Lord Jesus goes with you. This is what I was saying about earlier on. The Lord says he... Okay, you missed it on the... the, the you know, you, but you know the two on the road to Emmaus? It says that they communicated to each other about Jesus and about the things of Jesus. And it says that Jesus himself drew near. And the presence of God wants to draw near to you Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, how wonderful. And the devil knows that, and he don't like it. So he wants to disgrace you, to disgrace your testimony, and bring you down to a, a place of feeling no good for nothing, to a place of discouragement. You want that? No, we don't. I don't. But you must remember... This is a powerful enemy, Satan and his many allies. And we need to be strong. Because the battle, it can get fierce. So what areas in our life do we need to be strong? Well, we could be here all day. If we were 100% honest with each other, we could get a blank piece of paper. Huh? We could spend the rest of the day together, get a pen and pencil, and we can, I could ask you a question if you, if you wanted to do this. You might not. But I could say, okay, what negatives have you got in your life? I could say that, couldn't I? What's that, Annie? I need two pages. You need two? Well, we, we get some more. I'll go buy a new pack. <laughs> I could say this, though, couldn't I? I could say, what, what is the most powerful bit of flesh you've got in your life? How much time do you spend watching TV? How much time do you spend sleeping in a day? 23 hours a day, eh, Liam? say these things, can't I? I could, we could go to town on this and examine 
all the negatives that we've got in our life. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this to, to undermine us or to, to put us down. That's not my objective. My objective is to build us up. That's what Paul is saying. Be strong. That means only one hour of sleep a day. So we're doing 23 hours a day for the Lord. <laughs> you understand where I'm going? I'm not going to pick on anybody. Alright? But what areas do we need to be strong? Should we just go through a few according to this passage? Right? So what chapter are we in? What book are we in? Right, you're with me, you're with me. So let's look at verse 14, okay? Here we got, between 14 and 18, there are some, some different points that Paul writes on, Paul focuses on, that can help us with what we need to act on. All right, so where are we? We're in Ephesians 6, and we're going to verse 14. So the first one is this. First one is this. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now what we got here, listen carefully. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, right? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, you know the the home guard down at Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle, you've got the best soldiers there, and they're there, standing to attention, and they're there all day on their shift. I don't know if they do an eight-hour shift or a 12-hour shift like Annie and, and, and um, Leo. You know, they do big, long shifts, don't you? And, and they stand in there to attention. And we, this is character. This is character. How much character have you got as believers? Have you got that much? Or have you got that much? Jesus wants you to have as much as you can to stand firm, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. He wants you to be righteous believers, standing firm, holding together, fighting the good fight of faith. Can you do that? That's what the Word of God is telling us. Stand firm. Let's think about this. Work on your character this year. Build it up. Say, Lord, how, how firm can I stand? Can you make me stand a little bit stronger? Lord, how righteous can I be? As a man or a woman, can you help me to be a little bit more righteous? Well, he can do what he likes because he's God. But if he wants to cleanse you with the blood of Jesus, he's able to do that. And we stand as righteous as he is. Yet we still have a bit of sin living in us, don't we? Let me move on to the next one. This passage tells us to be strong in faith. We go to verse 15. No, verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one. That's a, what a 
I said, what? As Christians, now Paul has told me that he likes to put on the armour of God every day. Okay? If we will put it on every day, you've got to remember that the devil wants to take you out every day. He wants to... And what's he going to do? Well, one of those things. Satan wants to fire accusations at you. He wants to put you down. He wants to render you useless. He wants to make you ineffective. And how's he going to do that? Well, I'll tell you. One way without... Oh, look, oh, wait there, Janet. Sorry, I'm losing my track. Anyway, he wants to render you ineffective. He wants to undermine you. He wants to put you down. And one of the ways of him doing that is to, to say things about you, to stir people up against you, for them to make accusations against you that you're no good for nothing, that you're, you're useless. You're no good at your job. You're no good at, at, at driving a car. You're no good at this. You're no good at... And people will say things. People will undermine you. And it's like a fiery dart from the pit of hell. And on the end of that dart is poison. And that poison is to immobilise you. To make you ineffective. It's going to happen. And it's not going to happen just today or tomorrow. It's going to happen throughout the whole of this year. 2022, you say to people, Happy New Year! Huh? Yeah, Happy New Year. People are going to be saying unkind things about you because we have an adversary. So what are you going to do? Walk by faith. Huh? Put your shield of faith up. Because you know, if you know now that this is going to happen for the rest of the year, put your shield of faith up. Hold it close to you. Yeah? We're not, none of us, none of us have really been in military training, have we? Huh? Anybody been in the army? No, we haven't. We don't know what it is to stay alive in a battlefield. If we were... If we became soldiers, no doubt we'd end up like Dad's army, wouldn't we? We'd be a right bunch. Eh? We'd be trying to survive, trying to keep England from being overtaken by the Germans. But maybe Dad's army number one, number two could come out and it would be us lot. Carry the shield of faith. And with it we're able to quench the fiery darts of the evil one. And they, people will say unkind things about you. Get used to it. But if you don't want it to render you ineffective, have your shield of faith. Verse 17, what do we find here? Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's good. What he's saying... How much of the Word of God have you got inside you? 
How much of the Bible do you memorise? How much of the Bible comes out of your mouth every day? A little bit? Or a big bit? If we're to fight the good fight of faith, if we're to be overcomers, if we're to get to the end of this year without any battle scars on us, we need to use the sword of the Spirit. We need to build each other up with the Word of God. We need this the only way we're going to survive people. And so I will make myself available and say to you, if anybody wants an extra Bible study or sometime in the week, I'm available. I'm going to make myself available to sharpen my sword. And if you want to knock on my door, if you want to meet in this community centre, I will be there. Come on, let's be strong in the word of God. And verse 18, he says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. I mean, I said about writing a list out, right? How much time do we dedicate to prayer in a 24-hour period? And we all might sort of hang our heads in shame and say, well, John, I, I don't pray enough. And I could say to you, and I don't think I pray enough either. But the Word of God is pray, asking us to pray all the time. Can we do it? I'm just encouraging you. I'm just saying this because when the word, the word says, be strong. And if you want to be a strong Christian, we will take these things and put them into practice. And this is what's going to set you apart from somebody who's going to fall by the wayside. And we don't, I, I don't wish anybody to fall by the wayside, and nor does the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're in a battle. And if we're in a battle, we've got to be overcomers. Because, we, as I said, the, the fact is we have an adversary. And he, he will want you to tiptoe through the tulips. He will want you to have a party. He will want you to just do all the things that make you feel good, right? So that you haven't got a care in the world. So as long as you don't upset him. You start doing these things, you might upset him. But the only way, <coughs> excuse me, my throat is getting dry, um, because I'm getting excited, that's why. And, and this is important, because we've got to get through the year ahead. We've got to get through to next January, next December 31st, and we've got to be able to be strong in the Lord and... And, and that's the only way we're going to do it successfully is for me to say this to you now. And that, hopefully at the end of the year you say, oh yeah, that message that John preached, January the 2nd, 2022. That was it. I've, I've maintained that message all through the year. That's the word of the coach. Put it into practice. You'll be a champion at the end of the year. That's what you want, isn't it? Let me move on to my next point. <clears throat> you might not like what I'm saying. You might have come here this morning and thought, oh, John, we just celebrated Christmas. 
just celebrated New Year's Eve, and here you are, you're mocking us. You're putting us down. You're telling us we're not praying enough. You're telling us we don't know enough Bible. You're telling us you're not up to it. Oh, mummy, I'm, I'm just saying maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm trying to say, maybe you could be saying to me, John, we're already strong. We're already putting all these things into practice. I don't know. I don't know because they, they might sound like mocking words. You might John, we've been Christians longer than you. Sometimes, sometimes people say words. They, they mean well. But sometimes these words could be meaningless. Sometimes these things I'm saying, they could be like as if I'm mocking you. Because you're already doing these things. And, and like I said, there are terrible things going on in the world. There are terrible things been going on over Christmas. You know, I bought the, the January the 1st, I bought the Times. Every now and then I like to buy the Times or the Telegraph on special occasions. Oh, la dee da You know, January the 1st, I like to see what, what one newspaper writer is saying against another one. Oh, I do it. You might do it too. I learned that in Colorado... Colorado, the winds have been so bad that something blew a power line down onto a house, set the house on fire, the house set the neighbourhood on fire, the neighbourhood set the town on fire. 30,000 people were evacuated. Do you want that? You don't, do you? The Philippines, the week before, they had a typhoon or a hurricane, whatever the Filipinos call it, and, and it destroyed many businesses. Many people lost their lives. It's terrible. The thing is, people, the people in Colorado, the people in the Philippines, they go through a crisis. If their pastors ain't telling them to be strong, and they've got a catastrophe where they're having to deal with the things, and what, what are you going to do when your world falls apart? Start effing and blinding? Well, that's not what the Lord wants, is it? Do you understand me? There are things that happen that make you weak. There are things that go on. You know, you know I, I lost my job over the last few months, and I feel, I'll tell you what's been going on, People have been stabbing me in the back. Whereas I thought people were being very nice to me in the office, I've lost my job. I've been stabbed in the back. How am I going to respond? Oh, bless you. Bless you. I've got to keep my heart right before the Lord. You understand me? You know, Job lost his family, lost his business, didn't he? Lost his health. How's he going to respond? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey? That's what we've got to do. That's a strong Christian, isn't it? It's not someone who flies off the handle. Why? I've lost my kids. You understand me? You don't do that. But, but the devil, 
wants to get us into the flesh where we do do that and then our testimony is ineffective. Do you understand me? Listen, I've never been in a boxing match, but if you put me in the ring with someone, who's the latest hot, uh, Tyson Fury, right? Put me in the ring with Tyson Fury, what's going to happen? <laughs> He's going to get me on the ropes, right? He'll have me on the ropes and he'll be going bang, bang, bang. I'll be getting smashed to pieces. I think that's true, isn't it, Michael? And, and not only that, if we were all in the ring with him, he'd be having us all on the ropes. <laughs> the thing is, there are some things that go on in life that got us on the ropes. They got us on the ropes. And the devil's loving it. And the devil's using people to smack you to pieces and get, you know, an uppercut. Oh dear. And you try to get your breath back and then bang, something. You know, the spiritually speaking, the devil wants to hammer you. There are things. There are temptations. I don't know what temptations came your way in the last year. I went, I was... I was told, I've got a job came up. I'm telling you, you're my brothers and sisters. i got a job came up. I had to go round someone's flat and fit a cooker hood. I knocked on the door. Went in there, there were two women there. I looked around, you assessed the situation. And one of them said, oh, she said, I've got a one o'clock Zoom meeting. Look, like now, like it's quarter one. I said, that's fine. The other one, she said, I'm doing nothing. I said, well, it's your flat. I'm here to fit a cooker, cooker hood. I went in there, she came in the kitchen with me. I was watching. It was just after Halloween. She was dressed up like a, some Dracula woman. I'm serious. She was dressed up for it and then she starts getting close to me. I said, excuse me, I'm a married man. She said, I don't mind. <laughs> What shall I say next, Liam? Please help me. <laughs> what I'm saying is temptation. It's everywhere. I was thinking, oh Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Well, that's praying, praying, isn't it? I went to a, I went to Bournemouth, Steve. I went to Bournemouth to work for two months, two days a week. I went into a hotel called the Carrington. I like going there with my yet. I sat down with my mate, Alan. Two women turned up. They were just wrapped up in towels. White towels, that's all they had on. They sat with us. <laughs> Temptation. They started, so they asked my friend, can I have a bit of your drink? He said... He went into a meltdown because he didn't know how to handle the situation. Now, why I'm saying this, I'm just John. That's who I am. I'm, I didn't chat them up or anything like that. But what I'm trying to say is, why is this happening to me? It's going to happen to you. 
going to happen to you, Steve? And say, nah, nah, nah. It will. I mean, I don't say it, it will happen to, even happen to you. Some good-looking dude at the hospital come and say, all right, darling, all of that sort of stuff. It's temptation. But the thing is, how are we going to deal with it? How are we going to cope with it when it happens? Years and years ago, even as a Christian believer, I might have fallen. I don't want to lose my reputation. I don't want to lose my testimony. Do you? But what I'm trying to say is, this is the same world today, in 2022, as it was when Joseph was working in Potiphar's house. And you, you get a woman... Who, and she comes and chats you up and gives it all the, all the sweet talk and you say, look, I'm having none of this. And you do a runner and she's holding on to your trousers and you've got no trousers on when you try to get away. And, and then she says, this guy tried to rape me. Happened to Joseph. Can happen to any one of us here. It's our testimony. And we have to be strong in the Lord. It's a new year and temptations are going to come at us thick and fast and we have to get through this year. And we have to, we have to say there may have been things going on in your life that might have pushed you to the edge and you could have reacted, you could have exploded, you could have been like a volcano erupted with anger. But these things will come. The Lord Jesus... He didn't he say, he, he, he said to the Peter, do you know he said, I could call down 12 legions of angels and I could smash, I'm paraphrasing, I could smash all these people up just with the angels coming down here. And we know that just one angel in the book of um, Kings annihilated 186,000 um, enemy, the Assyrians. And God can do this today if he wants to. But let me say, be strong. And you say, well, John, I've been strong. I'm tired of being strong. I've been strong, trying to be strong every day of the last year. Well, be strong again every day of this year. Clean up your language. Maybe you've got a problem with your language. Maybe you've got a bad temper and you lose control. Maybe you're nasty to people. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you argue with your wife. I don't know. But work on it. If we're weak in one area, let's sort it out. Let's get strong in that area. And if we've got no devotional life going on in us, where we have a quiet time with the Lord, put it in order. Develop one. Maintain one. I've just read a book over the last year by J.C. Royal, Daily Readings with J.C. Royal. I loved it. I loved it. Great. And the year before, I read Baxter. I forget his initials. But wonderful, wonderful daily devotions. And I tell you what, if you start the day with a godly book and the scriptures... And you just read it. it, it puts thoughts in your mind for the whole day. Sets you up. Can you do it? Yes, we can. These things. 
will help you fight the good fight of faith. Now let's go back to the passage. Watch this. Verse 10. Go back to verse 10. Finally, he said, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And if the King James it might say, in the power of his might. Or in, Anyone got a King James? No. No, no this, is a, this is an American one. This is Jeff's Bible, funny enough. You know our brother Jeff? This is his Bible. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay? That's the King James. This is wonderful. Because... I know you have, because it belonged to me. <laughs> Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Yeah. This is miraculous, because God is saying that, yes, we may be weak, but he is strong. And whatever you want to do, and you walk in the spirit of the Lord, he will back you up. He will be with you. You know, if you... You know... If you're in a battle, he will want to fight your battle with you or for you. And the fact is, some battles, some battles are too tough for us. They're too tough to overcome. I mean, I remember going back to the day when I, I was a young man and I fiddled the taxes and the inland revenue and I lied and lied and lied to the point where I paid no taxes for four years. But my conscience was so affected with my lies, telling lies, I had no peace. And I thought, you know, the Inland Revenue come knocking on my door because they found out that I've falsified all these accounts. I'm going to prison! I'm going to pr I didn't want to go to prison. So I, had to c I came clean with them. And I told them that I told a load of lies. But the day that I went down there, I just felt, well, I might not go back home. I might not be going back home today. I might get arrested and I might be going straight to jail because of all the, the lies that I told. Do you understand me? And I don't know that you, this could be you today. The thing is, if we're honest and we will walk with integrity, the Lord will back us up. The Lord will be with us. And the Lord, the Lord will pave a way for us to, to cope with the situation that we find ourselves in. And because we've been honest and straightforward, he will back us up. God will do that. And yes, we may be weak because of a certain situation, but he is strong. He is strong. And remember that, you know, Joseph ran away from that accusation of rape, that woman, and he found himself in prison. But God was with him. Everything was put in his charge. God was with him. And that, in the prison, you think, well, you know, he was in prison and there was a few criminals there. But that helped him, learning to manage that prison, helped him to manage the country. You see what I mean? God puts us in a situation and we think, oh yeah, I'm just sorting out my accounts. You don't know what God's got for you next. Let's close the service. But before we do,
I'll just draw your attention to Matthew 20, 28. It says here, Jesus is up for the occasion. And I'll show you. He says, verse 18, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, and saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. He is a powerful saviour. He can handle each and every situation that we find ourselves in. Turn to Isaiah, chapter 40. Isaiah 40. I'll tell you what, I know it off by heart. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Verse 31. There is no... Fir- oh, yes, there is. Isaiah 40, 31. Yet those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not be weary. Are you able... Are you able to wait on the Lord? Are you feeling weak? Wait on the Lord. He said that Mary sat at his feet. And he said to Martha, who was not waiting on the Lord, she was too busy doing things. He said, Mary has chosen the better option. Because in her, sitting at Jesus' feet, she was getting strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You see? You can do that. And finally, brethren, can you do it? Yes, we can. Because the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do it. And this year, this next year, come on, the last few years have been mad and crazy. What does this year offer? What will people say about you this year? How will people undermine you? How will this world treat you? Well, you put this into practice and by the end of the year you will be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Whatever the devil throws at you, whatever people throw at you in the flesh, the Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will protect you. He will be your Shield. He will look after all of us if we will submit to his authority and to his ways. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And I pray today, Lord, for all of us, help us to be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Lord, deliver us from the, the things that bother us. Deliver us from the things of this evil age, Lord. And help us to fight the good fight of faith and to press on into the battle that is ahead and to, to, to be more than conquerors in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.